Hello everybody, this is Shatira with Voice for Our Thoughts. Before I begin, I would like to just take the time to say thank you to anyone who has taken their time to listen to my podcast. Favorite, like, subscribe, um, whether it be on Spotify, um, here on Anchor, or on um, iTunes. Thank you so much for any support that you've given, um, whether it be to share it with your friends and family, leave reviews, or um, anything, any type of support that you've given for my podcast. Thank you so much. It's greatly appreciated. And I hope that you will continue to listen and I hope that you will share with your friends and family. Um, And I also hope that you will respond or reply as anything that I speak about applies to you and your family and friends and things like that. Um, Typically, when I do my episodes, I have like some sort of sketch or outline of things that I want to talk about. But um, today I just kind of want to try something new and just flat out wing it. So basically what I want to talk about is events um, etiquette, but more specifically wedding etiquette. So I'm sure anyone who's listening has been a part of a wedding or um, has gotten married before or has just simply been a guest at a wedding. Um, some people may not know what are the basic traditional etiquette rules in terms of going to a wedding, being a part of a wedding or things like that. Um, and I found this to be very interesting Um, that a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of things that go into a wedding or um, just specific behaviors that you should display when you are in attendance um, at a wedding ceremony. So first and foremost, um, I would like to discuss the whole notion of individuals who show up at your wedding and they are wearing white. (sighs) Now, I was under the impression that everyone knew that this was um, a top rule do not wear white to someone's wedding. But over the course of the last, I want to say three or four years, I've attended weddings and I've had one of my own and I have seen individuals wearing white. Um, Now, some people may feel like, okay, well, we all know who the bride is and, you know, no one's going to wear white or ivory or whatever like the bride will. um, So it doesn't really matter. And I can understand that, but I just think that certain things that are traditions, um, they should remain traditions. And wearing, not wearing white rather, to a wedding, um, I think that should remain traditional. And I think it should be self-explanatory, but the reality of it is people don't necessarily know or they may not care um, about wearing white to your wedding or to a wedding. Um, And let's just X that out, people. Stop wearing white to people's weddings not cool, bad etiquette, bye Felicia. Um, So moving along, uh, another thing with weddings is the whole um, gifting, the aspect of gifting. So I've had several conversations with individuals who have been um, in attendance at weddings. And there was this looming question of what gifts are are to be given to the bride and groom or the guests of honor rather. Um, some people were kind of confused about whether they should give a, an actual gift or give some sort of um, money. So my thoughts on that is you should give whatever you are able to give. Um, I think that whomever is getting married or whomever is the guest of honor at that particular gathering, I don't think they would be upset um, with what you, you've decided to give them. Um, the only time that I think that one should be confused about this is if you don't necessarily 
know what that particular person or couple is interested in. So you opt for a gift card or some sort of, uh, or you place money into a card. But if you've heard the bride or the groom or the guest of honor speak of particular gifts or they have a registry, um, you can go based off of that. Um, however, I don't think that um, it's an issue. But there, there is always a but. I definitely don't think that um, you should attend a wedding and not gift the bride and groom anything. That is... One of, that's up there with, well, all of these are up there with um, bad etiquette when attending events. Um, I definitely don't think that you should attend someone's wedding and not even give them a card. I think that is definitely in bad taste. And I don't think that you want someone to attend your gathering or celebration or ceremony and they have not given you at least a card. Now, some people may argue it's not about the the notion of giving a gift. That's not the point and blah, 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 blah. Now, I can see that, but this is coming from me and I'm someone who very seldom, well, I don't show up to gatherings empty-handed, whether it be a family function or um, a birthday party or anything like that, because I just feel like it is, tasteful and it shows that you're not coming to um you know eat drink chill or take something from the guest of honor but you're actually there to celebrate with them and you brought a token of um whether it be appreciation or just something from you to express you know your gratitude you know as far as getting an invite and just to express your happiness of unions or someone turning a different age and things like that so uh, also, if these events are planned in advance, I think you um, being someone who has been invited, you have more than enough time to actually go out, take the time and purchase a card. Um, so I don't feel like there's any excuses, especially considering you are coming to a gathering that is going to provide um, food, drink, etc. So you, you're pretty much going to an all out, all out soiree and you're getting the works and you didn't have the decency to get someone a card. I definitely think that's something that everyone should think about. Um, what else did I want to discuss? So um, this is something that I would like for other people to actually reach out to me in regards to. So over the course of the last few years, I have encountered different um, expectations of different bridal parties or family members and things like that. So um, is everyone still going about things the traditional way, like this person does this, this person does that, or this side of the family does this, etc.? Or are people just winging it? Um, me personally, I think as you get older um, and you're an adult, if you want to get married, then you will have to pay for um, that particular ceremony. However, um, I definitely do think that um, if you have individuals in your life that care about you, I think that it's only right for them to um, just be, just offer their their assistance where needed. Um, not necessarily like, here, take all of my money, but just overall assistance, being helpful, offering support, um, in some form of fashion, it, definitely not monetarily, but just to be present for that um, particular person who is the guest of honor or people who are the guests of honor. 
Um, also, in that aspect, I wanted to touch on the whole wedding party aspect. So, what are you all's thoughts about um, how to go about engaging your wedding party or how to go about um, having wedding festivities that may suit your tastes or likings? and trying to involve a wedding party who may actually have, well, they obviously have their own lives, but um, how, how, do you, how do you incorporate your wedding party into your, the, your dreamy ceremony um, or your ideal ceremony without necessarily stepping on one's toes or trying to remain accommodating? Like, at what, at, to what extent do you accommodate your wedding party? Um, and if anyone has really accommodated their wedding party, do you feel that you were too accommodating or you weren't accommodating enough or you were just in the middle? Um, also for you all that have um, left the country or you know went out with a bang, how did that work out for you? Did you still have um, those same particular relationships with those individuals? Because I have spoken to um, several people that have been a part of weddings and there have been situations where the bride has requested and required, um, you know, some form of travel um, that may not necessarily be economical for the, the bridal party, um, but they feel that because it is their wedding, they, may, they can do whatever they want, um, but it's not necessarily beneficial for the, the rest of the party who are not getting married. They do have their own family. Um, family situations and you know things that they have to be responsible for after and before and during the wedding. So how does that work out? Additionally, um, when you are doing your wedding invitations and things like that, what is everyone's thoughts on not inviting children to the wedding? So I've been on both ends of the spectrum where I have heard individuals' point of view um, of not inviting children, and I have heard individuals' point of view about inviting children. Um, so on one end, not inviting children, it states that, you know, I just would really like to keep this intimate. I don't want um, a lot of distractions while I am um, walking down the aisle or, you know, saying my vows or, you know, there's a bunch of grown folks activity going on, drinking, dancing, partying, um, you know, raunchy, raunchier music, excuse me. So I don't necessarily want a lot of, it's just a kid-free zone that I would like to, to um, set the tone for. And some people may feel, well, a lot of the family members or people that are attending your wedding have children. So if you're inviting an entire family, who's actually going to watch the children? So my question is, is that the person who's getting married's issue or is that the person who wants to attend but they aren't able to find a, a sitter? Is that their issue? And then on the other end, um, there are individuals who are just saying, you know, come one, come all. You know, I don't really, I'm, I don't really care. Bring your kids, bring yourself. And then there are other instances where there is a restriction where there are some children involved and others not. Maybe the children within the immediate family are invited or maybe just the children who are a part of the wedding party. So if you all have the time, I would like for you to get back to me and tell me what are your thoughts on um, children being invited. Um, also, just to backtrack in regards to the gifting scenario, there, as far as tradition goes, there's also the notion that 
when you attend a wedding, you should pay for your plate. That should be at minimum what you gift the bride and the groom. So I guess it's safe to say maybe a plate is between maybe 50 and $60 or something like that. So do you all feel that that's fair? Is, does tradition still stand for the majority of everyone to pay for your, to at least pay for your plate when you attend a wedding? And for those that are in family units that say you attend a wedding and it's you, your three children, um, your spouse, and maybe um, your sister, would it be fair to have one card that comes from the entire family with anywhere between $25 and $50, but four to five people attended? Um, would that be considered as paying for your plate? Or is it just back to the, you know, the heart of the situation that it's the thought that counts, the, that, the fact that those individuals actually attended your ceremony to celebrate with you, um, and they did actually go out of their way to um, get you a card and um, place some of their hard-earned money in that card? Or is it just flat out, um, if there are five people within a family unit that has, that are working and able to provide 25 to $50 is just not, not enough or it's tasteless or it's bad etiquette. So let me know what you all think about that as well. Um, as far as guests go, um, so I would like to know how you all feel about someone attending your wedding and bringing someone um, that was not invited. So here's the thing about weddings. Uh, I don't think people necessarily think that far in terms of bringing a guest or what it costs to bring a guest that's not necessarily invited. What that would look like if everyone bought an extra guest that wasn't necessarily invited is the the guests of honor having to take to step out of the ceremony closer to the end of the night um, or disrupting their night to have to go and pay for whomever you decided to bring as an extra guest that was not only not invited and you didn't inform anyone. So it's kind of just like, oh man, that's horrible because the, the, the guests of honor actually have to pay for something um, that you kind of brought on. So in addition to that, how are you all dealing with individuals that were invited, did RSVP, but did not show up. <laughs> like, how do you treat someone um, who, or a group of individuals who was invited and you pay for their, them to eat and drink and party with you and celebrate with you, but they didn't show up? Um, do you continue to talk to them or are you just like, you know what, I need a break? I don't even want to hear from you for a while. Or do you confront them and say, hey, you know what? I invited you to my ceremony. Um, you said that you, you, know, you RSVP'd, but you didn't show up. I had to pay for that. Or what happened? Why didn't you show up? Um, so how do, you, how do you deal with those individuals? Do you just let it go and say, you know what? It's still love. This too shall pass. But next time you're not getting an invite or do you say, hey, what happened? Um, and in that same instant, what do you do for the individuals that did RSVP, said they would come and decided to let you know the day of or um, following the ceremony? Like, sorry, I didn't attend. 
I just want to know if you all are, are you all under the impression that these individuals just not, they just may not care that much about it, or they're not necessarily conscious of the fact that um, them RSVPing and being paid for, um, are they not conscious of like the money that's lost because they didn't attend? Um, in addition to that, does tradition still stand when you are addressing invitations? Um, because I have heard and I have seen um, where individuals are addressed um, down to the family member or um, friend or associate. And when the RSVP is returned, there are others that you didn't necessarily address. So do you all feel that um, there should be a number in addition to addressing that individual that's placed on the RSVP card to um, you know, just kind of, I guess, narrow it down a bit more so that the person has clarity on who can and can't come. And if that is the case and someone still calls you and asks, hey, can I bring this person? How do you handle that? Like if there is a family member or a friend who has seasonal partners, like in June, they have one person that they're dating and then next August, they're dating another person. And then September, there's another person and, you know, you just send an invite to that one person and they say, oh, hey, well, can my new spouse or new partner come or something like that? And you're just like, no. Like, do you say no or do you say yes? Do you allow that individual to come? And in that same breath, what what is what are the requirements for um, plus ones? Like, do you have a set number on um, a number of years that those individuals have been together? Or are you just only allowing individuals who are married to attend your ceremony? Um, me personally, I think that if individuals are married, then that's a no brainer because I personally would not show up to an event if my spouse was not invited because we're married. Um, but in the event that someone has a seasonal um, boyfriend or girlfriend I just look at that as an opportunity to you for, for you I'm sorry to attend the wedding and maybe find another seasonal partner I don't know <laughs> mix and mingle because the thing is no one really wants to um, pay for individuals that they don't know um, especially if you're dealing with serial daters no one wants and also it kind of removes the intimacy from the ceremony so if you have a bunch of associates, family, and friends, um, and they bring all of these individuals with them and you don't know them or they're seasonal people. It's kind of just, it removes that aspect of intimacy from the ceremony and you're greeting a bunch of people that you have no idea who they are. So it's kind of just like, uh, it puts you in a, um, a bad predicament because it's like, you want the person who you actually invited to be comfortable um, and you know, them being able to chat with whomever they decided to bring or they, their date, that will make them comfortable opposed to sitting at a table with a bunch of people who may have spouses as dates or some people that they've never met. So it, it's like you're stuck between allowing them to be comfortable with whom they choose and you're also, and, and the other um, position, which is you don't necessarily want to uh, sponsor someone that you've never met or that you don't know or someone who's not a spouse of the person that you actually did extend the invite to. Um, 
And you just don't want that level of intimacy to be taken away from your ceremony because you're you're going around greeting a bunch of people that you don't you don't know. So um, I want to hear back from you all. If you have the time, please leave me reviews or like, share, subscribe to my podcast. Uh, that would be so wonderful if you all could do that. Um, so thank you so much. And until next time, I will talk to you guys soon. Everyone be well. Thank you.